What is going on? Welcome to episode 116. I thought I was going to get Devin to do the intro there. He teased me. He tickled it a little bit. Um, we got a full pub. This is this is awesome. It's been such a long time. We got Devin. The wall slate on, baby. Let's just give Devin a round of applause. Let's just, we've been pouring him out yeah, one for like a month and a half. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, hey, it's been a while. Cue the stain right here. Uh, Father Man fits in the building. From across the pond, Matt, the sip of death queen herself. She's about to stone cold him this weekend. Jay Gray and doctor, not a doctor, but really a doctor, Tim Fauna. Back in here, baby. This is going to be a great episode. I'm, I'm jacked up. When I saw Devin's face, I went from six to midnight real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're starting the pod, all right? This is how we're doing it. All right. Uh, we got a random oh, sports fact. I think I got a good one as long as I can say the guy's name. That's always the hard part for me. Uh, you know me in pronunciation, I, and I can't spell worth anything. All right, so let's rewind the clock. 2019. Uh, we're going to go to Cleveland. I don't know about you guys. Have you guys ever lied on your resume before? Just to maybe get the job. Or maybe, you know, you lied on an app. Maybe it sounds better. Just a little white lie just to make you sound better. Anybody done that? Is that not common? Yeah, right? <laughs> Pretty common, I think, for most folks. Uh, or maybe, like, pretend you know somebody. Like, oh, I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I done that? I mean, I'm five foot ten in my dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it, Matt. I love it. And, and, I, am five, and I am five foot ten. Hey, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I leave it, baby. Uh, well... There was a young guy coming from Phoenix, the University of Phoenix. So it's a junior college. He had actually last played since 2017. He had been out of the game for two years. He was homeless. He was sleeping in the gym. Spent his last 250 on training sessions. Um, his boy calls him up like, hey, Cleveland Browns are having a trial. If you can make the trip up from Miami to Cleveland, we got to, like, maybe you can sneak in there. He says, bet, gets in his car, drives all the way to Cleveland, and he wasn't invited to this tryout. And so he has to lie, like, oh, Dante Hightower? Yeah, yeah I know him. Like, like he's your vice president uh, of player relations? Yeah, I, me and him go way back, dude, really. Hightower comes around the corner. He's like, oh, shit, like, what do I do? Hightower was so impressed by his man just balls in his drive just to, just like, just to tell a lie, even though Hightower was standing right there. He loved it. And he says, all right, come back in a week. We're going to give you an official tryout with the Cleveland Browns. That man's name was Damon Shahi Gaspi. Uh, I probably mispronounced one of those names there. Uh, but he played in the preseason. He actually got a tutty in the preseason, turned some heads, uh, but unfortunately was released uh, after the preseason. And um, he went on to play for the New York Guardians. And then the XFL and AFL closed down because of COVID. It was like the worst time possible for the cat. But he actually turned some heads. Uh, he was on. He was at a couple invites this year to the XFL training camp. I don't know if he's got picked up or not. Uh, but he's still trying to make a way in the game so my question is we're gonna flip the script a little bit who's the biggest con for a sports team or sports that you know of? maybe they sold themselves too high and they never lived up to the hype uh or maybe they were so underrated that people forget about him to you like oh that guy's a con man like he he should have been people should give him more hype so you can go either way with this if you guys want that hmm. football team that played i am the bishops yeah i was gonna say bishop sycamore yeah ultimate ultimate con that is a great one who's bishop what sycamore he, what yeah what did he do that, that was, all right so it was that fake uh high school 
the yeah. uh, they, like they had like all these D1 recruits and they like sold it up to ESPN. It's just another blatant like ESPN. If y'all watched the Mantateo uh, documentary, yes. it's just another like blatant like ESPN didn't fact check anything. They played like two football games in three days, and one of them was like nationally televised, and they got like their ass kicked. It was insane. <laughs> There's a their HBO, I think, documentary is coming out like in a few weeks. It is. Yeah, it is. It's called BS High. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I'm excited for that doc too. Because I'm like, how the hell did they get away with this? Yeah, I mean, the balls on the balls on that guy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I know a few guys. Let's let's, uh, let's go play IMG Academy, who has like one of the best schools in terms of division one athletes yeah uh coach i'm 40 yeah it doesn't matter come on yeah come on you missed your shot come on. <laughs> yeah you're gonna get your acl torn just wait i don't know if this counts as like a con nick Foles comes to mind okay Ooh. so so hear me out like he he started out i mean obviously he won the super bowl with the eagles right lands like this huge i can't remember for some reason 117 million is sticking out i don't know what his contract was with the jags but he absolutely cashed out like just won the super bowl jags were like super bowl winning quarterback you're hired and i think he like broke his clavicle or something and then like rode the bench guaranteed money and then chicago signed him for guaranteed money and i don't even know where nick Foles is at right now but like he's like he's obviously like sitting on a butt ton of cash and he had like the miracle second half of the season. And then that just like, he wrote off in the sunset. That, that's I don't know a good where one. He's, at. I, he's I, still I, around kicking somewhere. Is he with the bears? Oh, you might, be, uh, right he might be back with the bears. Yeah. Classic bears move. I'm telling you. <laughs> Gosh. I guess you could say the same about Carson Wentz. Like everyone chopped him up as this freak of nature quarterback. And he did have like an MVP. Oh, he's with the Colts. Oh, Foles is? Yeah. Yeah. He's with the Colts. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Back with Frank Wright. That's right. Because that solves everything. (laughs) Solved it with Carson. (laughs) I guess I'm still trying to understand the question. (laughs) Damn it, Fitz. I'm, I, I'm like lost on this. What is so? We're asking, like, who is an imposter? Yeah. yeah so we'll go with that. Like, who was the imposter? Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I guess the like, 2000 Spanish Paralympic basketball team. <laughs> what Look happened it up. to them? <laughs> it was they like a, to be... only two of the twelve on the team actually had a disability. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh my gosh! That's yeah. terrible. It's brutal. It's brutal. Man. And they won the gold, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. Yeah. Not a good oh, look. Yeah. Not, not at all. They deliberately failed an IQ test to allow them to play. What the hell? <laughs> so this is like the ringer come to life. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it, it really is. I'm pretty <laughs> – it's oh, just pretty rough. That's terrible. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I can't think of anything. I was, I was thinking of, like, Cam Newton. Um. Just like a once, you know, he was probably dubbed once in a generational talent. You know, he's league MVP and then nothing. Basically looked like he was going to be, you know, 
the the number one guy and he just fell off. That was the that was the first one that came to mind. I've got a good little funny one. Um I think it was like the 2009 Iranian women's team uh, where eight of them were men. Look it up. Look up the photos. Yeah. Because of obviously uh, Iran being a Muslim country, they're all wearing uh, like, uh, you know, religious headwear. So you can't see the hair. And uh, if you look, if you try and Google it, there's a photo of, you know, the squad. And then there's there's one person who just, looks more of a man than I've ever seen in my entire life. It's crazy how they even thought they would get away with it. But yeah, eight of the uh, starting 11 were men. Wow. Mm. Hey, Devin, can you like sit right behind your mic again for me? Or not Devin, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm losing my mind already. What the hell's happening? <laughs> Can you find your mic for me? This one? It looked up. Oh, nope. Nope. Go back. Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah. You were yeah, sitting yeah. like way up on top. It looked like he was picking you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could look at. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Y'all missed me, didn't you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, for me, it's got to be Tim Donahue, like the, the NBA rig, like him rigging the just final games for for the books or whoever he did it mm. for uh to me it just i get it like hey let's get some extra payday but that one that's my biggest con in sports which that kind of leads us to a topic that we kind of came with last minute um it was biggest asterisk for sports teams you guys want to dive into it now let's do it, let's do it. all right No. Nope. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So while we do that, uh, Fitz, you want to explain – or Matt, you want to explain biggest asterisk? Yeah. Uh, so this was all brought about when Max Verstappen um, won the Formula One World Championship from last season. I'm still not over it, um, and I never will be. Um, but essentially, the way he won the World Championship meant there's an asterisk on his World Championship, you know. And essentially, what the question is asking here is teams that have, you know, won a championship, World Cup, uh, league, division, but there's a huge, but huge cloud over that championship, which kind of means they kind of didn't win it, but kind of did. Exactly. Yep. I love it. Uh, and I'm getting the graphic on the cloud. Sorry, it's I forgot to throw it on there. Uh, so while I do that, anybody want to tee off on it? 2017 Houston Astros. Sorry, Tim. Dude, you took mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, cheating. No, no repercussions at all. Just, just BS, Tim. You're better than that. Hey, they played by the rules. The rules were not explicit. Maybe they are. I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I don't don't know either. Maybe it's just like 
unwritten rule of baseball. They had a loose interpretation of the rules. Yeah, there was yeah. a gray area, and they swam in the gray area for a while. <laughs> took a little bit. down in the sewer slip. <laughs> it took a little bit. <laughs> Um, uh, mine's more of a individual, and I think since since uh, this was discovered, the asterisks have been stripped. I think he deserves asterisks. I'm giving it Lance Armstrong. Ooh. All right. So several okay. years ago, the whole blood doping thing came out, and um, they basically stripped away a lot of his a lot of his medals, a lot of his titles. And, you know, I don't know all the details, but it sounds like a lot of the competitive cycling scene had been doing this maybe on and off, maybe not consistently, mm. but um, he was the one that got caught and he was the one that the hammer got dropped on and shoot, I could be blood doping all I want. I can't do what he did. So I think you should give the asterisks back to him. Given the ship. Uh, yeah. Yeah, give him his titles back. Like, like the, do they do that with Reggie Bush yet? I think I know they were. I think they gave him back his Heisman. No, Jake Rosen. See, no, they didn't. Give it back. No, they're, so they're not going to offic- officially. They kind of have because I watched. Obviously, I always watch the Tour de France, and they have a list of on the podium. They have a list of all the world champions of all the champions, and they actually do have Lance Armstrong oh. back on there, but. They, he does have an asterisk to his name, <laughs> as you would expect. Okay, and I mean, I mean, between like the early noughties, well, throughout the whole noughties, you know, the first twenty riders in the Tour de France all had allegations about them doping. Alberto Constable won it later in the noughties. Uh, he was banned for doping. So many riders were banned for doping. Yes, crazy. It was crazy, but they're kind of changing it now. Even. Uh, Bradley Wiggins, the person who got me into professional cycling, well, person who got me into cycling and watching it was sort of, it's been a bit dodgy as well. The sense of um, to go into it, they, they, his doctors made him give have uh, asthma so he could get a prescribed drug which helped his um, like uh, blood stem cells and breathe yeah, better. Yeah. Something uh, crazy. So they orchestrated him to have asthma and the same allegations are going currently to Liverpool which is even more of a conspiracy tinfoil hat scenario <laughs> but yeah there we go wow. oh, nicely done Matt hmm. oh. if you haven't Icarus yet watch it because he tries yeah. to do what Lance Armstrong did and then yeah. it leaks the entire rushing doping stuff one of the best scary. documentaries of all time so good, hands down. Yeah, I mean, um, people who cycle for well, for races, you know, not for money in France, dope is ridiculous. Oh, you wow. know, um, yeah, you know, everybody dope, it's, <laughs> everybody, it's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, wow, Jager's gonna hate me for this, but how many Brady Super Bowls can we put an asterisk on? Because the first one, you got the tuck rule. Um, later on, we have we have deflate we have deflate gate slash the hand the ball to Marshawn on the one, and he and they probably win that one, or he loses that one. He loses to the Rams, or he wins the, against the Rams when Gurley got hurt, 
you know, healthy girly probably runs through the Patriots, the Falcons, you know, the, the down 28, three, I just feel like we could put a lot of asterisks on it if we wanted to play devil's advocate, but obviously, I mean, you know, it's, it's storybook. No one's going to argue he's the goat, but if I'm so playing I devil's advocate, keeping, but you really didn't get a re give a reason other than they were down <laughs> 23 of Falcons. So they also, they also never played the Packers in the Super Bowl. Okay, that's not <laughs> They never played the Lions either. <laughs> they never played me oh, either. More psychedelic, which he's going to be an asterisk for me now. All those psychedelics. Yeah, I, I, yeah, if anyone else on that team was doing that, they would be gone from the league. But because he's the golden child, he can do and say whatever the hell he wants. Did I, I also see a report where he was uh, he was talking about being perked up for like an uh, entire season? Yes, he did the Joe Rogan podcast. Listen to it. He yeah, did perk shots before a game. And yeah, played. yeah, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Mm. That's that's just good old old football, baby. Message forever now. Do it. And his stats are gonna go. Oh man. Oh damn man. I, I talked I talked myself into a corner. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. You know what's funny? I got, I got pwned. Fitz Fitz brought up John Gruden Super Bowl. Michael Strange stack record. Ichiro's home run. Did he even use it? He he chose the worst ones to go with. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Come yeah. on, Vince. <laughs> so mine's a little bit controversial. Oh, okay. By a little bit, I mean, sorry, sorry. But Leah Thomas winning the 500-yard gold medal in women's swimming. She's the transgendered swimmer at the yeah. University of Pennsylvania. She competed for three of her first four years as a male. She was ranked sixth in, I think, the a really long race in the nation. And then she was in the top 100 of the of 500 yard for men in the nation. She took her senior year off to do the transition, came back, and then won a gold medal at nationals. Um, the next closest uh, female was one point, almost two seconds behind her. Um, I know it's very controversial. I'm all about giving people an opportunity to compete, but I don't know. This, this one's super controversial. I don't know how I feel about this. I just try to imagine like if I had a daughter who was on scholarship and had this opportunity to compete and win, and someone who spent the first 21 years of their life as a male building muscle and testosterone. Yes, I know you're going through that hormone replacement th therapy, but still, like, you still got more strength and more aerobic capacity than a female does at that point. So sorry to dampen the mood, y'all, but Leah Thomas is mine. Um, she does want to continue her swimming career in the Olympics, but the yeah. The International Swimming Organization has said no. Um, hold on. I wrote down the exact quote. They said no um, unless the unless they establish comfortable satisfaction with the organization. So I'm assuming that they need more than probably about five or six years of hormone replacement therapy. 
um, would be my guess um, to have a fair, com a fair shot with women who have been training as women their entire lives. To bring it up a notch, though, Barry Bonds yeah. is another one. Yeah, thank you. That, I mean, I, I, I'm sitting down here at ground level. On right now. Yeah. Wait, that's a real the, asterisk. The pub I'm sorry, to, uh, she's a nice lady. Wait for the pub to enter those deep waters. I mean, it is it is interesting. <laughs> like, it is interesting conversation. It's just very controversial. It's very, very yeah. controversial, oh, and it like, definitely deserves an asterisk. Like, there's so many different opinions um, about it. I was thinking about – I helped coach cross-country this weekend, the best Saturday sport, as I said in a previous episode. But there were some – you know, the, the, you know, the trend of high, school, high schoolers just in general are identifying as trans. And, you know, it was just interesting that as far as – I don't know what, what the – state guidelines are whatever but trans runners ha have been running like in there like if you know with their uh I i'm trying to think like the correct way to say it basically like if if you were transitioning to female you still had to run with the men if you're well, yeah, transitioning you haven't had the hormone replacement procedure yeah yeah but I mean, I was just thinking about, I mean, I'm open. If I was a runner, I'd be like, yeah, you know, if you're transitioning, that's fine, whatever. But I would be upset if I was a female and the person who won the girls race is run. Oh, man, they just ran sub 16. That's never happened. That's a course record. And it's kind of like, yeah, but we all know, you know, like and I think that's what I hate about it is it's almost like when we want to play that game of like, oh, but, you know, it's it's being acceptable. It's like, ugh. At, like, I think it's just kind of, I think it's holding the movement back in a way. I mean, Parker, I, I feel like it's only a matter of time until you see this affect the sport that you coach from wrestling. So that'll be interesting when a male athlete decides, oh, I identify as transgendered and begins to wrestle your females, but maybe it won't be an issue because of weight classes. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, weight, weight classes help. Uh, it's happened in Texas. I, I know, uh, of she transitioned and uh, she won back-to-back -back state titles in Texas and people were in an uproar, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like it's, I, I don't know. That's tough. I'm here. For, yeah. I have another one. Tell Outside us. of Barry Bonds. Yeah. Any team that won a championship during the COVID season. Yeah. Already mm. playing for March. And then had to finish their season, mainly the Lakers. I'm sorry. They yes, they were a great team. But what happens in that 40 game span that you just canceled? Hmm. It's an asterisk. Yeah. The bubble's an asterisk hmm. for all the sports. Yeah. I, I don't hate that one. Yeah. I like it. I'm a, I'm gonna take one and I thought maybe mine was gonna be controversial and then Jay Gray just knocked out of the park. So <laughs> <feel> good. <laughs> I warned you guys. Uh, hey, just let it rip. Let's do it. Yeah, let's just, just fucking go. Um, <laughs> fuck it. We'll do it live. So for me, it was anybody that won a weightlifting medal in the 80s and 90s, maybe even, you know what? I'm going to take it a step farther. Olympic 
athletes in the 80s and 90s. I mean, if I look at it, you know, the Icarus documentary, obviously the Russian doping allegations, but I think every country was really doping at that point. Like we talked about cyclists. I think a lot of countries were doping. Uh, I, I know it was happening in wrestling. Um, the whole Tanya Harding figure skating where she just hires a hitman to take out the knee. Like the 80s and 90s Olympics were a wild time. And I think most of those people were finding ways to get around the rules. I could be wrong. Bring it back, though. It's so exciting. Hey, I'm here. I love Hitman being hired. I love steroids. (laughs) Let's go to work. (laughs) Wasn't that when the world steroids? Was that when the dirtiest race in history was in eighties and nineties? I think Johnson, Carl Lewis. Yep, Mm. I believe so. Also, Mm. I think this is seventies, but the Russian gold Olympic gold medal in basketball over the USA when they paid off the refs slash the refs were too afraid because they were Soviets. That's an asterisk. Mm. It's so mm. much of an asterisk. The U S still refuses to take their silver medals. Yeah. They're, they're in the vault in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in Switzerland. Switzerland. Thank right. you. Hey, the more you know, actually, about it tomorrow. Uh, any other asterisks we want to talk about? I've got one. Yeah. To wrap it up. Uh, the legend himself, Pele. Supposedly has scored one thousand two hundred eighty-three goals. That's a lot of them, isn't it? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, which is, you know, most goals in history to one person. However, five hundred twenty-six of his goals came in unofficial friendlies and fixtures. So you could be playing against boys; they might not have even happened. You know, he never really played for an actual European team with an actual European league. You know, he played pretty much all his uh, football in Brazil and for the New York Cosmos. So how many goals Pele actually scored really is a debatable number. Um, Yeah, he was a great player, like unbelievable player. Um, Some amazing goals. The, The Brazilian team he played in were amazing, but... There's no way he scored 1,283 goals. That is ridiculous. Might be more. It could be more. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> could be more. Maybe he was lowballing. He's like, yeah, I think I got like five that game. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were going to talk about Argentina's big win in the World Cup with the Hand of God goal. Uh, oh, fuck. They have I not thought of that? Yeah, yeah fuck Diego Maradona. Um, <laughs> even though he's dead, I, don't, I, I absolutely despise oh. the guy. Um, ha- hand of God. Absolute hmm. scumbag. Absolute scumbag. Um, in the 2018 World Cup, when England were playing Colombia, he turned up, coked up, shock, uh, in a Colombia shirt. Um, yeah, that was a year where, you know, the hand of God, we're in the semi-final. Uh, I can't remember what World Cup it is, but we're playing better than them. And ball comes across. And he's, how would, Diego Monadora, Donna is like three foot seven. Okay. He's not actually three foot seven, but he's probably about five foot two. And somehow he's supposedly out-jumped uh, our goalkeeper, including with his hands, and then our tallest centre-back, even though that they are a foot taller than him because he's just literally used his hand. It, oh, yeah, he later nice admitted to it that, yeah, yeah. It was his well, left yeah, hand. I mean, you can't just say lie, can't he? Because, oh, no, yeah, that's my head. That's definitely not my hand. Um, yeah. It looks what like he's playing handball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Just, um, yeah. Him and, and Pele hated each other, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Funny. Yeah. 
exactly. It's why people over here like Pele over Maradona. Um, yeah, there we go. That makes sense. Well, we're talking about footy. Let's mm. break into your footy corner, Matt. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, so we'll start off things at Anfield. Oh, no, we'll start things no, off no, at... Whatever you want. <laughs> we'll start things off at Anfield. Uh, where... <laughs> where apparently Pele played and he scored one, some of his 1,283 goals. Liverpool won 9-0. 9-0. And to be fair to Bournemouth, who've just recently got promoted, uh, some of these goals were actually quite pretty good. And there's nothing they could have done about them. Just strikes, good goals from outside the box. Liverpool finally rolling, finally looking good. First win of the season, looking very good. And Bournemouth was so bad that they sacked their manager. So they are now managers and towards are at bottom. So they're they're fucked. They're absolutely that's, fucked. That's tough. And, and Liverpool just lost to Man U, who we were dogging on a couple weeks ago. Mm. They were dead. Yep. Liverpool man- had they get tired well, of us talking shit about them. That's what mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Exactly and that. Bournemouth, I like their logo, their crest, whatever you want to call it. Mm. It's simple, but I like it. I like it as well, actually. Um, feel sorry for the Bournemouth fans because Bournemouth to Liverpool is probably one of the furthest journeys you can do. Uh, mm. It's probably about ooh, about 12 hours round trip. So have fun with that. <whistles> Nearly an hour for every goal. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And then this, Man City versus Newcastle, was known as the uh, oil derby. Uh, because both teams are owned by uh, Manchester City are owned by uh, Qatar and Newcastle United are owned by Saudi Arabia. This is a quality game. Um, Erling Haaland played absolutely brilliant. Um, he's a new superstar for Man City. Newcastle showing that they're the pretty good side and they're gonna they're gonna be up towards the dots or towards the top top, but like in around like at the European spots, seven or eighth, maybe sixth. They could really actually. You know, be a few big teams this year. They're a good, they're a Newcastle are a team to watch, but they're always going to be good because they're the richest team in the world. So there we go. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Them kind of whitewashing mm. sports. Here. Yeah, sports washing. Yeah, it's going on a bit. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sports washing. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, this Sunday, eleven o'clock kickoff, Eastern Time. Nice. We've been, we've been trash talking them for a while. Man United. They played well recently. They picked up a couple wins, but they're playing the absolute team who's absolute for shit right now. They are <laughs> the shit. I can't believe I'm saying this. Arsenal are literally the best team in the Premier League. This game is actually oh. a quality, quality watch. Arsenal, haven't seen, I haven't seen Arsenal this good for a very long time, um, which is quite scary to say. But yeah, they haven't been this good for a long time. Manchester United... Can they continue their recovery? We'll find out Sunday. But yeah, I love it. Good deal. And also, can we? T- Why the hell do they wear lime green jerseys? Oh, it's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. It looks like they're about to work on the highway. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is horrid. Like, I'm surprised that like um, NFL teams don't do this because like Premier League teams change their kits or jerseys every season. So you mm. always buy a different jersey, but oh. some of them they make are f- horrid, They're absolutely horrid. That's a good business move for the owners there. But yeah, mm. I, I like did. I was like, that is that Man U? 
We're in Lime yeah. Green? Like, yeah, they're awake. Oh, yeah, so they have free kits, and they change them every year. Wow. Wow, wow, mm. wow, wow. But like the home the home kit stay always stays the same color. Uh-huh. Maybe a different pattern, but yeah. Mm. There we go. Awesome. Uh, well, moving from soccer to a little golf action, I love that Jay Gray's on here uh, because the Open champion, Mr. Cameron Smith, decides to head on out to the LIV. Um, him and I think five other top 100 players are leaving the PGA to join the LIV. And this is this is news. It feels like LIV had took a hit or they they, they made it. They made the move. PGA matched them. They backed down a little bit, and now it seems like LIV is still chipping away at these players behind closed doors that we're not used to. I mean, he just won the Open. So I was like, oh, Cameron Smith, there ain't no way he's going when the rumors broke on Twitter. Apparently I was wrong. He, he gets the deal of a lifetime for the LIV. Um, are you guys surprised? Do you think there's going to be more big names coming out? What do you guys say? PJ's so, dead. Oh, well, yeah. no. PJ's no. for sure dead. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's no, a confirmed. It is not. Um, to kind of back why I think Cameron Smith may have done it is because he gets, since he won the Open Championship, he gets a number of years where he's automatically in the other major championships. So, like, I think it's three years for the Masters. and It might be three years for all of them. Outside of the Open, I believe he's always invited back to the Open. Um, so that may have been one incentive as to why he did it. But um, our North Carolina's own Harold Varner, the third, excuse me, good old Gastonia boy. Good old trip. He, um, he also signed with Liv, and he outright said it was because it was for financial reasons. Um, he understands that it might make him a hard target or a high target on hate lists in the U.S., which I was like, yeah, it will. Um, but for some of these guys, they don't consistently place well enough that the money's always going to be there for them. And I'm thinking about international travel as well for Cameron Smith. There's more tournaments worldwide with live so that his family be able to see him mm-hmm. as opposed to just being in the PGA. So I think that's also a big kind of pull for these international players, um, to go to live. But Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy are working on a, a proposal to the PGA to kind of structure it similar to Live, where that every player almost gets will get a commission or like a baseline salary with winning that's livable for these guys um, with winnings being tacked on on top of it. So PGA, I think, is still going to be fighting back. I do think that um, – PGA still will end up being on top because they do have a lot of people that a just refuse to support live because of the political, um, the, the sports washing that's happening there. But um, I have faith in the PGA. PGA still is tiger tiger turned down like what a $2 billion contract to go to live. It was fat. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. If tiger Wood goes, it, that's the end for PGA for sure. That's when I would say it's the end of the PGA. But I don't think Tiger's ever going to go. If they agree to those terms and they get everybody a paycheck, I think they have a fine chance. If they can't come to an agreement, I'm kind of with Devin. Like, if you can't guarantee these guys money, you're going to see more and more top 100 players leave. thousand percent, yeah. It's rough. 
Think, uh, who else signed in? Uh, Joaquin Neiman and uh, Leishman go to this week? Yeah. Yep. Leishman had already been over there, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think it was for the last couple tournaments of the season. He had been over there already. I think the next live tournament is this weekend or next weekend. I can't remember. I don't follow it, so I couldn't yeah. tell you. I think so. And Cameron Smith will, will be playing this next one. So It's still a massive joke to me. Like, literally, I can't watch it. I'm like, I don't care about your stupid team names. The only thing I think that's cool is that everybody starts on a hole. And so, like, no matter where you are, you're going to see golf action. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, Any other thoughts about this? Tim, you've been pretty vocal on it before, and so has Matt. Go ahead, Matt. There's always a European tour. Hey. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah, I got nothing to add. I mean, it's it's the same stuff. Um, I, I guess I like that the PJs actually, um, you know, we always talk about all these old heads and you have to change the boundaries. I, I always harp on MLB, but mm-hmm. like PGA, we talked about it not being a healthy competition, but really this could be something that if they get the structure right, I think in maybe the next few years you might – see an increase in the quality of golf because you're going to get these young tab, these young players to stay. And I think that's, that's the whole idea. So I hope they figure it out. Um, but I, I have nothing else to add. I, I don't follow golf enough to have any valid input. Yeah, I agree. It just, for whatever reason, it keeps reminding me of NWO WCW or WCW and WWF of just like WCW changed the game. WWE said, hey, that's how you change it. Let me flip it, make it better, guaranteed bigger money contracts, that type of stuff. Uh, to me, the comparisons are there. I don't know. Maybe I'm just wanting the glory days of wrestling to come back. I don't know. So it has kind of a, Go ahead. Go ahead. So it's kind of similar, similar, uh, a similar story in football where so, for some reason, I don't know how, but the Chinese Football League had an insane amount of money, like ridiculous amount of money, where they were just trying to sign the best players from Europe um, to go and play in China. Uh, and essentially, it was I don't know, it was a retirement league, but really wealthy retirement league. Um, like Shanghai, a team in Shanghai signed um, a player from Chelsea called Oscar for £75 million and paid him £400,000 a week. Um, there was players out, yeah, literally average players, playing in China for £300,000 a week. And it was just ridiculous. They were just trying to pick up all these European players. And a couple of players did go and get a big paycheck. But the money eventually did run out because no one's watching it. No one cares about Mm -hmm. the football up there. It was was a very bizarre thing. Wow. Mm -hmm. I will say that about what I – that's what I think will end up having to live is if the PGA can figure stuff out. Because, like, the biggest draw for the live right now is all these big names going over there. All right, what? so the PGA has already made changes to their um, to their tournament next year. Um, their format, they are planning on elevating four extra events to the Cup season. Um, and the top 20 players this year have already committed to compete in all 12 events with guaranteed money to each person who commits. Um, the other thing that tails off that with the Tiger and Rory is that launching in January 2024, Tiger and Roy have started the TGL, which isn't Tiger Golf League, but I'm going to keep saying it is. 
Um, it's formed in partnership with the PGA Tour. You have to be a member of the PGA Tour to play. And it features six teams um, televised live on Monday nights. And it's going to be inside, like, kind of like a shot competition. So that sounds pretty cool. Um, let's see. I'm here for it. Um, there's also a pledge to increase prize money with a purse of at least $20 million available at each of the 12 tour-sanctioned events, um, which is a massive increase. Usually, they're only like $14 million. Um, yeah, so watch out for the Tiger Golf League. It looks really fun. I want to go to an event. That's live from Atlanta News CW 69. All right. Shout out to the boys in Atlanta. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, that's good. That, that Jager, that just made you smile ear to ear there, so that's good. I'm uh, here for the PGA. Hey, that's that's why we hire you. That's why we pay you the big bucks around here. Uh Jay Gray, I, you, you didn't make a fan earlier, though. Claudia said, no, Jay Gray, equal rights for everyone. Claudia, we'll have an, a separate com conversation about this over my yeah. beer tower, and it'll be hey. a good time. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be all fun. Or champagne. It depends on what you want. We can do both. We'll, we'll, we'll dip and dabble. We'll uh, dip and dabble, we'll, Claudia. Well, we had Jay Gray here for golf. We got Devin here for baseball. Finally, we don't have to act like we know it. Oh, oh my God! Thank God. I was so hyped for Devin's dugout though last week. Devin's, yeah. Oh, well, I'm so so. We ended up. Uh, it actually ended up being a close game, closer than we thought, and I I could not come off third base. I was on a hot <laughs> like. Y'all guys do not realize I looked like damn Manny Machado over there at third base. I was in the zone. Maybe, maybe actually, you know what? Next Tuesday, we have a Tuesday game. I'm going to come from the dugout, and it's going to be live reported. Devin's <laughs> dugout, maybe. <laughs> Horseshoe in and all. The the most exciting thing in baseball right now is actually an old head. Albert Pujols, man, is kind of kind of caught a little bit of a little bit of a hot stretch here. He's uh, I think he's what six ninety four right now. So six more hundred, so he'll hit uh, six more homers. So he'll be in that elusive seven hundred uh, homer uh, pull, and dude, that's insane. I, I really do. It's almost kind of like the Barry Bonds record. That's what it feels like to me. It's the last time like we've had something like this where it's just like everybody's going to end up watching it. And the yeah. Cardinals are are uh, doing pretty well. So I mean, I, I don't see a reason why he couldn't potentially if he doesn't get it in the regular season. Uh, get it in, get it in the postseason. Uh, so records can go for postseason. It's one of those random sports, right? Where like it doesn't just counteract the yeah, postseason to, stuff. To my knowledge, it, it goes all the way through. I mean, it's not just a regular season thing. Okay, that's. Um, but yeah, and obviously, super exciting for me. It's where it's been a long time. The Orioles are actually on a hot streak. Like, we are above 500 for the first time in forever. Um, we're a game and a half behind uh, the Blue Jays for the last AL uh, wild card spot. And, dude, it, I'm just, I can't tell you guys how exciting it is for an Orioles fan who's used to losing all the time. Uh, but, obviously, big, biggest names in baseball right now, Dodgers, uh, they are – ahead of everybody by a long shot. Their, their record's 89 and 38, which nobody's touching that. I think the Cardinals are 
Maybe the Braves. I think the Braves have almost touched the 80 game mark. Uh, but yeah, it's baseball's heating up. But the only people that matter to me are the Orioles right now and Albert Pujols. Jay Gray, I'm sorry. The Orioles are finally above the Red Sox in the power rankings. We suck. It makes me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, y'all are, y'all are bad. I think y'all Except are, go uh, Jalen Davis. Keep going. Woo. He got called up to the Sox. Woo. Did he? He did. That's mm. big news. That's big. Love yeah, I mean, biggest, uh, biggest uh, bring up for the Orioles this year was Rutschman. Ever since we called up the number one prospect in baseball, I think we are, shoot, like 21 and 14 or something. Which all star break, which is insane. I think we are in the. I think we have the best record in the AL East as well since then. So it's insane to think about how one player could change the outcome of like your entire season. Because like I mean, we were like doing okay, but that one person has has actually flipped the script on us. Pretty wow. Brings a tear to my eye, man. Really does. (laughs) I love it. Uh, all right, me and Fitz got to know. Mets, do they got a chance here? The Mets? The Mets. They're at 82 uh, and 47. They're in the 80-game stretch. Can they hold no, on and yeah. make a run? Shoot. Uh, who's all, who all is still injured for the Mets, pitching-wise? Does anybody know? That's a great question. You're the baseball guy. So, I'm going to ask yeah, you, I'm, who all still injured for the Mets? Mets. I think both Scherzer and what's his face, DeGrom, DeGrom. back or they're like one game away from being back. So if 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 Scherzer and DeGrom can get back into that one and two hole spot, there's not a lot of teams that'll beat them in a series, to be honest. I mean, and they've got one of the best closers in baseball. And you think they can take the Dodgers with their pitchers? God, I don't know. Dodgers are insane too. Um, so I, I feel like it's the, the opposite almost. Like the Mets are, I feel like stacked pretty pretty heavily in like the defensive category. Like their pitching is insane. Dodgers, I mean, obviously has great pitching, and the Mets obviously have great offense. You don't get to those those records with neither. Um, but it's kind of like the battle of two adversaries. It's like. Defensive versus offensive. I think mm. it depends on who gets hot, man. It, baseball is the weirdest, weirdest sport, and the fact that it's not just about talent. I mean, Orioles are kind of a kind of a example of that. We're just on a hot streak right now, and we don't have like a lot of huge names. Um, so I, th- I mean, anybody could take anybody on any, any given day. But if I had to put money on it, which probably will. I would say the Dodgers probably would come out ahead in that. Okay. In that but I think it would be tight. I think it would have to go to game, you know, uh, game five or game seven. I like it. All right, awesome. Golly, man, I love having Devin back. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Me and Fitz don't have to fake it, and Tim just says Astros every five seconds, so we're good. Uh, Astros. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Astros <laughs> aren't doing bad either. Yeah. Matt's That's like, right. fuck is baseball, so. <laughs> but he did drop two of the three to the O's. Those are hot, baby. Mm. Hate to see it. O's on it. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. We're going to do a quick transition to a little college football here. Uh, we won't go too much into it. Let's go. But uh, Saturday, we got Zach Thomas coming on the show. 
Uh, it'll be Raphael from my bookie. Love to have him there. Uh, but hot seat college coaches. I'm going to tease the segment and we'll dive more into it Saturday morning, uh, especially when app plays UNC be reporting live from there. I'm pumped for it. Uh, but there's one cat in particular week zero things just did not go well for Nebraska and the Cornhuskers. Um, Scott Frost was already rumored to be on the hot seat. He goes for an onside kick up by nine in the fourth. They don't recover it. Northwestern gets in there and dices them up. They went 38 to 20 or sorry, 31 to 28. They went by three. I don't think Scott Frost makes it in the season. This, this, what do you guys say? I mean, you go for onside kick up by nine, you don't get it, and your team loses by three. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what the analytics are in that. That doesn't really make sense. It seems like bad money ball statistics right there. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah Hill's like, yeah, yeah, Jonah, this, is when, got, this is when you go. You got some yeah. Jonah Hill-looking motherfucker in his ear, like, yeah. you should totally onside kick this. He's got the Ferrari, the Ferrari strategist talking to him, doesn't he? Exactly. Doesn't days. Oh no! There's probably only like three games in existence where this was happening at this exact moment, and he's like, you know, maybe it was one for three. That's good odds to me. I'd take that to Vegas. <laughs> well, this game was in Dublin, wasn't it? So maybe he spent the night or having too much Guinness. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe was it in Dublin. Know. It was the in Dublin. Was- the game was in Dublin, yeah. <laughs> Wi-Fi Y'all, goes out of the stadium. They get free beer out. Y'all, that Guinness hangover is no joke. So maybe he was, like, trying to nurse a hangover and get out of there mm, as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing now Guinness Jonah Hill. Well. He had discount Jonah Hill from Moneyball. It was just Jonah Hill from Wolf of Wall Street in his ear after yeah, just yeah. raging. <laughs> you think, do you think he knew something like it was like uh... – some inside betting going on. Like someone was like, all right, in the fourth quarter frost. Yeah. He's going to kick an onside kick. And maybe it was like a life or death situation for frost here. He's like, all right, I, I got to take this or they might, they might take my life. Real life. Scotty. Uh, yeah. never mind. Okay. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> he got some trouble with some Irish gypsies. Yeah. So. Oh, you know, if you, you can see the onside kick like that. You know, I'll take you. I'll be amazed oh, if anybody understands that. Oh, <laughs> That's what Irish people sound like. Proper Irish people. That was awesome. Mm, that was you. amazing. Hero week. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we all agree here. Scott Frost, probably the dumbest move. The dumbass of the week there. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. yeah. There we go. That's a new segment. The fits. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's it. coming. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that's your dumbass of the week for sure. As I said, Saturday morning, we'll be teeing off with Zach Thomas, Raphael from my bookie. Hopefully some of these guys join us there. If not, we're going to have one hell of a time anyway, so life's good. Uh, but you guys join us. We'll do pick-ems and all the good stuff. we got Notre Dame, Idaho State, big game, App State, UNC. we got a lot of key games week one. It's going to be good. All right, let's move into NFL. We'll do a random question, and we'll get out of here. We'll only get two NFL topics. It's preseason. We shout out our boys, Meech. Jalen Verge making the 53-man roster. We love to see it. Meach with your Lions, Tim. Absolute banger. Got to get the Meach jersey behind me and behind you, too. Got to put it on Barry now. Sawed off. That's what they call him in, in preseason. Sawed off. He's always there. I don't know what it means, but it's a pretty cool nickname. That's the baddest name ever. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I shit. I love it. That's sawed it, off, yeah. 
Jay Verge makes the Broncos. Bronco Nation, let's ride. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter are like, hold on. Jalen Virgil made the roster, and they were really hype about him. They were they were pumped up um, that he got it, and he's such an explosive playmaker. He showed it the preseason. So both those cats, got to get them back on here. Got to get their jersey helmet up behind me, and uh, I'm pumped for them. I hope they have one hell of a season. This is going to be great. Uh, DeMarco Jackson was placed on IR from the Saints' former guest. T. Henney, best friend of the show. Uh, he is retired from football, at least that's what the Vikings list him at, with a shoulder injury. So, mm. uh, yeah. Don't know. Man, we'll have to he, get him on, dice it up. Maybe Cato has inside scoop. We'll get Cato back on. I was ready for TNA to be White Claw 2.0, just working <laughs> with Adam Thielen. I know. Um, I was too. On him. Yeah. Maybe he'll get picked up again. I hope he does. I really yeah. do. All right. I, I got to talk about this because it happened in my bungles. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. I knew this was going to come. Donald. Yeah, yeah. I knew this was coming. Uh, all right. So it's a practice scrimmage. Tim's laughing at my typo and fits. Uh, he doesn't will just one helmet. He's got two helmets. He's trying to go for skulls here. Miles Garrett esque, trying to crush some skulls. The only difference is this is not national TV. It's not Thursday night football. This is a practice. This is a scrimmage. Uh, before a preseason game, Aaron Donald, he, he's been a figure of the league. People love him, but he's also had some really dirty plays in there, too. Like he's choked out a few different offensive linemen in games, in situations. Um, throwing the helmets, I think he's kicked somebody before. It, he's got some, some dirty plays, quote unquote, on his resume here. Uh, so a lot of people. It seems like 50-50. Oh, he's passionate. He's just playing. Just let him play. And there's other 50 like, no, he's dirty. Like, he's dirtier than Vontez Burfitt in a way. Uh, what do you guys say? First of all, whoever organized <laughs> this practice, like, what are you thinking? I mean, yeah, yeah that's kind of a Super Bowl matchup in just dumb. preseason? Come on. Like, Preseason joint practices are just a joke, and I don't believe anything that happens in them. I mean, if the Giants are fighting with each other every week, then why are we putting two teams together? Fair enough. Makes sense. Mm. They they can be conducted in a orderly manner, like the Lions and the Colts. I just want to put that out there. Very very clean practices. There's all one or two scuffles. That's because nobody wants to fight Dan Campbell. Yeah, (laughs) the guy who said that. He's he you start shit, you're off this team, and you deal with me. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not fucking with you, Dan Campbell." Yeah. Speaking of Dan side Campbell, note, that hard knocks is is so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh and Tim God. Tim gets episode three corner here in a minute, and I'm pumped to see what he says. Mm. Tim's mm. corner but, here. But but staying on topic, um, <laughs> the uh, I. So the NFL is so picky, choosy, you know, how are we going to punish you? Let's see how the public perceives you. Are you cool to the shield or not? They suck. NFL sucks at distributing punishments for players. They're not going to give Aaron Donald jack crap over this, even though last season, or was it two seasons ago, Miles Garrett took one helmet to the face of Mason Rudolph. People lost their minds. And I get that the scenario is different. But, like, I get it. It's preseason. Whoop-de-doo. But, like, this is a bad look. And I guarantee he's just going to get a slap on the wrist. And it's not. The dude was double-fisting helmets. Right. Right. (laughs) 
So you go, you go to the weapon. The helmet is it was acting as a weapon, and he was using it in a lethal way to this. And and what are they going to say? What are they going to do? They might just they might find him fifty grand. Whoop de freaking do! He just got a huge contract. It, the NFL pisses me off, and and they decide, you know, their their rules change based on how they want them to change, and that's what I don't like. You get a year suspension for gambling, but you know other things happen, and it's so wishy washy. They're going to mm-hmm. limp dick this, and it's going to be it's going to oh my gosh, it's going to make me so mad. Like something needs to happen. I know it's Aaron Donald, but something needs to happen. Aaron Donald or Aaron Donald? (laughs) (laughs) Dirty. He he turns into Aaron Donald when he has two helmets. He's Paso Nut. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's my second day back to school. Damn it, give me a break. (laughs) I'm tired, man. (laughs) I can't spell, man. Who we get in this season? Aaron Don Ladd or? <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, good. <clears throat> I get you, Tim. I like your take. Yeah. Thanks, dog. It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. Jay Gray and Tim, uh, yeah, both takes are amazing. Anybody else, real quick? Maybe it's his evil twin, Aaron Dunlad. <laughs> <Go fuck yourself. laughs> the, the only thing I was gonna say, just with uh, conjoined practice. Uh, most interesting conversation that I could imagine was with the Packers Saints conjoined practice. Jameis Winston and Aaron Rodgers were just talking to each other. And I I just would love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation just because hey, Aaron Aaron's probably talking about Joe Rogan and doing psychedelics. And Jameis is just like trying to act like he understands, but really has no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> No, he knows exactly what he's talking about because it's psychedelics. James is looking at it and just talking about his Lasix. Like, I had no idea you actually looked like this. (laughs) Yo, you saw Jupiter? Me too, man. Yeah, yeah. No. But easily my two favorite quarterbacks in the league right now. I like it. All right. Are you on the Jameis train? Oh, I'm on it. Yeah. Oh, that that boy's meme content. It, he's. I have, I have a debate with one of my friends. We think Conor McGregor is number one, but Jameis is number two. Like we we think they're just so close. Like whatever they say is just gold. But I think McGregor's just got him by a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. So Tim, I'm loving this because the last train Fitz was on was the Danny Dimes train, and I think we all know how that turned out. So hey, sorry. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry, conduct- Tim. I'm conducting this train. Anyone can hop on before the season starts. <laughs> We're going straight to MVP land. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Brian uh, that... still curses you for the Danny Dimes train because he's a Giants fan. Mm. <laughs> it's all Fitz's fault. All right. So Jimmy G restructures the deal. Uh, he gets guaranteed $6 million. I think up to $12 million he can get with bonuses, that type of stuff. I rewind the clock a month ago. I feel like Jimmy G was on his way out to Miami. Uh, maybe Atlanta, like he was on his way out of 49ers. He was Trey Lance's show. Not so fast. There's still a quarterback battle. Jimmy G is still in the building. There's been a lot of rumors that Jimmy G, once he got his contract, once he got his money, he just stopped. He cut off everybody from the organization. Um, nobody could really get in contact with him. I I don't know. It's all he say, you know, hearsay. Um, I just can't believe they kept him. 
what do you guys think? It does make you question, is Trey Lance not showing them what they're looking mm-hmm. for? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are they like, all right, let's, we got our reliable QB here, Jimmy G. We're not sure with Trey Lance. I mean, that that's where it just becomes really interesting is obviously they believe Jimmy G can help them. And so Trey Lance, I don't know, maybe he's just, you know, maybe they're hoping, you know, hey, another year to develop. I don't know, but it's doesn't doesn't make it look like they're they're sold on Trey Lance right now. Well, exactly. I think I saw a report that somebody said like they're trying to flip it to like you can't have enough good quarterbacks and enough good football players. So it's just like one of those things where it does feel like they're not very sold on Lance. That's uh, classic PR move right yeah. there. Good PR move. That intern deserves a raise. I, I think it. I think it's smart. It makes total sense to me. So like, I feel like this last couple of years. Well, maybe just because I've been focusing on it more. But there's the higher quarterback two and I even mean three are the value is just increasing. So like, yeah. I, if he was willing to restructure his contract, which he did, why why is there this push? Why does everyone want Jimmy out? Like. Sure, I'll take six million guaranteed to sit on the bench, and and if the starter gets hurt, then sure I'll go in. Like I'm comfortable with the organization. I know the playbook. Like it's, I don't know this whole thing of this whole narrative of like, all right, 49ers have to dish off Jimmy. Where's he going? I just, I just didn't get it. Didn't make sense to me. I, I think it's a I smart agree. move. Yeah. I totally agree. And it's weird because like for Jimmy, he's probably thinking like okay, if I want to be a starter, who's looking? And the teams that would want to start right now, it's like Jets? I want to get you know, Seahawks? Like, I don't know. It just it just seems – I don't know that he has an appeal to any of those teams. Yeah. I think his best bet was maybe Carolina or Atlanta, and they, they both signed their guys. So it, it, Even then, Carolina or Atlanta? It's like – I I agree. Like, do you really want to go to those places? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly – if I was in Trey Lance's shoes, I'd feel more comfortable because, you know, you have this quarterback who's been in the system for a few seasons now, and he's taken them deep. He he knows the playbook. He knows the different pointers that's going to help you succeed. So, and the organization just basically gave you the starting job. They're like, look, Jimmy's going to be the, the backup. Like, you got it. I, I would feel more confident going in knowing like, okay, I got good pieces around me. Like if I have any questions, I can go to these people. I, I don't know. It, eh, that's just my take. I'm a nobody. I it, <laughs> it, it's still a quarterback battle. <laughs> so, yeah, you are. <laughs> thanks, Matt. It, I need time. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. Uh, real quick on some sadder news, maybe brighter news. Who knows? Calvin Ridley. And, and Brian Robinson found themselves on, on the wrong side of crime here. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., rookie running back for the Commanders, the Commies. Uh, he was shot in the arm twice or, or upper body extremity uh, twice, I assume it's the arm. Uh, he was released from the hospital today. He made the 53-man roster, had a great preseason. Um, but someone tried to carjack him. Somebody tried to arm robbery right in the middle of D.C. Uh, but thankfully, he's released from the hospital, made the 53-man roster. Looks like he'll be back playing football eventually at some point this season. Uh, Calvin really today was a target of gang violence in Atlanta that somebody robbed his, his home and, and they were 
it, they've targeted multiple people who have posted on social media things that they have in their home or things that they bought. Uh, and Calvin Ridley was one of those homes that got hit up. Tough, tough year for Calvin Ridley here. Hopefully he gets the money back. Hopefully he had it insured. Um, but just a wild time in the NFL. I had to give those two storylines uh, a quick second here. Any any thoughts from you guys here? I'd, I'd like to just go ahead and say that um, Robinson is now on the trade block for the Pub Sports Talk um, fantasy football. So anybody wants him, you can have. Yeah, I picked. I, dro- I drafted him for the banter, and then I realized, oh wait, that's probably not a great banter. I probably should drop him. <laughs> Yo, fantasy football draft was a lot of fun. It, it I think it took shorter time than uh, what I really thought it would. Uh, it took like an hour for us, like 18-man league, 18-person league, I should say. Good teams. I feel like every team has a good stack to it. It's We have some big heavy hitters in there, some big names, and then all, all of us, so I'm excited for it. <laughs> I just didn't draft receiver. Did you know? I, I was just like, I'm just going to wait. I, I got like some really weak wide receivers. But I feel like when you have 16 teams, I feel like you have to have some kind of strategy i know devin talked about just thinking of taking all the tight ends i, I was gonna do that and then it's just like they disappeared and i was so pissed yeah. off yeah. yeah i feel like it was one round and they're all gone and i was like what the fuck happened <laughs> the hell's going on out there all right uh tim this is your segment to just shine big dog oh my gosh i'm getting nervous Tell us Just about kidding. those hard knocks. Um, spoilers for anyone who has episode um, three. Okay. Am I here? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, man, episode three. Have you guys ha- have you guys watched it, or do you guys plan on watching it? I just yeah. finished episode one, so I, oh, I can't. Ah. No, spoil it. Spoil it. I don't care. Well, I well, it's, it. it's, I'm it's so just not much. They today. This episode was going to be the heartbreaking episode because now the 53-man roster is out for all teams. And so they kind of drummed up some players. And um, one of the younger wide receivers, Pimpleton, they call him Pimp, he got, Pimp. Cut. He got cut today. He did not make the roster. And, and it, that was part of why I didn't – I was really hesitant on watching something like this because, I mean – you think of the shield, you don't really think of the face, but then when you get something like this and you get like, Oh, like he's this young talent who's just trying to make his way, trying to, you know, support for his family. And then like, I look back on my, my Reddit feed and I'm like, wait, did this guy get cut today? And yeah, like it's just one of those things where um, you hate to see it, but it also gives him, you know, other opportunities. And I know other players are after today are going to be, hopefully getting calls somewhere but um gosh the the one part i was really excited about and i think i hinted at it last week in my little blurb was there was a 12 play drive that the colts had against the lions in the red zone and we stuffed them every Mm. damn play and seeing the linebackers seeing the coaches seeing everyone just get so jacked for those 12 plays and just Every play, there was two plays in particular that were on the one-yard line. And you had people going – I mean, you had um, – uh, uh, um, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. They call him Rodrigo. They had Rodrigo. Yeah. And he – this undrafted free agent, and he's just blowing up 
players blowing up running backs. And it's just stuff like this. Just, I mean, give me the IV of Kool-Aid. I just want it all. I want to just <laughs> go to Kool-Aid land and I don't want to come back. And I'm, I'm scared that I have to come back and I don't want to. Juice is loose, man. But, but gosh, it's like Dan Campbell. Um, I know, I know we've had a lot of college or collegiate players. Devin, you can speak to this. Um, a lot of times, and I think the strength and conditioning coach was, was really your, your players coach when you guys were talking stories, you really sure. get that vibe from Dan Campbell of like, he just is all about the players. Now he's going to set the, set the ground straight and he's got the four rules, but he doesn't care if you have three toes or, or one ass cheek. <laughs> no, he's, he's whooping you. And, and I love it. And, and side note, Evan, I have to, I have to rub this in your face again, man. I'm sorry. Jamal Williams. The guy just has my heart. The guy has my heart. I love that guy. He's sitting there with his anime shirts, just dancing. And he's got his little, uh, you know, Naruto cap on. And he's just throwing balls to fans in the stands. And he's just like, but at the same time, he's getting in people's faces. And gosh, I love it. Yeah. I'm no, I saw high. that. I did see that clip of Jamal Williams. And I can't remember which coach said it, but just like, just like letting, letting Jamal express himself like that. Like you get, you get every ounce of him. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a part of like leadership. It's just really cool. Really cool Gosh. to think about. I just, I can't stop gushing over it. I don't want it to end. Um, thanks. Thanks for the corner guys. I needed this. <laughs> hey, anytime you get two more weeks of this, Tim episode four drops tonight. Episode five drops a week from now. I really hope Meech is on one of these. Oh my God. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm pumped uh, for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just got Tim six to midnight. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> All right, uh, random question, and then we'll Wait, uh, do the pub parlay and get out of here. One more thing, NFL. How, oh, how yeah. screwed are the Panthers with Baker Mayfield talking his shit? <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, Miles Garrett said, "We'll take oh, it. We'll use it." <laughs> <laughs> Devin, I thought you were going to mention the uh, oh gosh, Poe po oh. the Raven uh, <laughs> tearing his ACL or whatever. Did you guys hear about that? Apparently, there's like money behind it, according to the Buffalo Bills fan that's down the hall from me at school. He said that the Ravens have two mascots, and the backup mascot was getting jealous of the primary mascot and paid someone to take out his ACL. No. Yes. <laughs> There's no way that's a real story. That's oh what he said. God. HBO I don't know. Sports. He said he saw it on Twitter. No versus oh. We've got a full circle. We've got Hitmans. We've got Assassins. Yeah. Right back from what we were saying earlier. This is full circle. <laughs> Let's go. What if what if Miles Garrett trains with Aaron Donlad and becomes the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate helmet wielding force and just beats Baker's face in? Miles oh. Terrig. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I needed that laugh. That was good. <laughs> oh man. Oh, right. Well, you guys can go fuck yourself. Anyways, all right. <laughs> Uh, Andrew Price, we asked Instagram, he said Pete Rose is his biggest asterisk. 
to his sports hero. I had to throw his shout out. Uh, I like him to explain it. Maybe next week we'll get him on to explain it. I love Pete Rose. Got a signed batting helmet behind me, so you better tread carefully here. <laughs> Otherwise, get Aaron Donald on you. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, Pope Parlay, random question, and let's get out of here. I got the money. Oh, let's go. First try. We're hitting. We're hitting now. We're hitting it. All right. So, what do we got here? I have one. Letter rip, chater chip. It's also, that sounded weird because Devin didn't say it. This is what we all needed, right? I'm still laughing. Yeah. Anyway, um, so my sip of death, even though it didn't get recognition, I have one. I did. Sorry, Jay. Oh. Um, this is not my pick, but if you want some good Thursday night football, the backyard brawl is back. First time in eleven years. If I were taking an upset, I would take West Virginia, but I don't have that much trust in them. Country so, roads. Country <laughs> roads, baby. Um, so, so yeah, my upset pick, which you're putting money on in the pub parlay, is, and I want um, Tim to try and guess the mascots for these two teams, is I am taking the University of Texas, San Antonio, over number 24, Houston. UTSA had a really good squad last year. Yes, they did. Only lost four starters. So, if Tim gets this wrong, I want to try this because I know one. I'm blanking on the other. San Antonio. Yeah. They are the Groundhogs. <laughs> no. And but you're kind of close. It's a double name. <laughs> the Roadrunners. They are. Ooh. Ah, good clue. And then the oil rigs. The, <laughs> the oil drillers, the cougars. They are. That's my favorite segment during college football, football season. Good job. Yeah, but put money on it. UTSA with the points. I, I love it. Outright, whatever. I'm taking the Red Runners over Houston. I, I don't hate it. I love it. I like that. Thank you. The app over Carolina, baby. Yeah, Easy that's money. a gimme. All right. Easy money. I thought about it, but I don't like putting money on my team. I do all the time. I'm weird <laughs> about it. Just love all it the time. Uh, shout out to Smack Apparel, friends of the show. Use code PUB17 on their website. You get 17% off. Great discounts. Great dude. Jeff, we had him on. Amazing goalkeeper, even better person. Uh, he wants to come back on. He's going to help us get some more guests on. Maybe Monte Teow. Just saying. Uh, throw it out there. Hopefully the universe delivers for us. Um, but also, they're making App State over UNC shirt when App State wins. Oh, nice. So let's go. Love it. Yeah. I'm in. So is Saturday, is that the day? That's or- the day. So you're taking the Astro Saturday, Tim? <laughs> yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> well, I guess, over, man. Over Los that. Angeles. I'd like to know how many weeks in a trot Tim's taking the Astros. Wait, they play the Dodgers or the Angels? 
They play the Angels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're still rolling. Woo, yeah, we're rolling. This week, I'm riding on Parker's team. Nottingham Forest beat Bournemouth. Let's get naughty. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, I like that. <laughs> and they're playing Saturday? Yeah, you can't see the um, odds yet because they're playing tomorrow night. So they're not playing Saturday. They're playing. They're playing. They're playing Wednesday and Saturday. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Now we're yeah. making sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Fitzy, I think Devin needs to go. I I can. He already decide. went. He took app. Oh yeah, that's right. So I'll go ahead and go. You go ahead. Devin took our team. I'm taking Devin's team. Matt took my team. I'm going Ravens. They continue the preseason just <laughs> dominance for the past, what, five, six, seven decades, it seems like. Yeah. Give me them over the Jets. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, I, I feel good about all these picks right now. So don't – I don't feel good about my pick. <laughs> well, pick a pick where you feel good about yeah, come on, man. I'll, I'll just suggest <laughs> what I'm trying to do. Because come there's on, some man. really good odds here. App over I'm putting, you and I'm putting a hundred on this one. Yeah. Um, I don't like baseball. Yeah, you put a hundred down. We might I make don't a either, couple grand sure. here. Matt, what do you think? Uh, man, I just don't. They know helped you last time when you were in a hole for a pick, and they've got a good game. This what do you think it. about Liverpool over Everton? Oh yeah, they, they they should win. They really should. Ever, Everton. I mean, they're not gonna blow it, are they? No, Everton are terrible. Like terrible. I was gonna suggest Brentford, but yeah, Liverpool will win. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> no, I like abort, it. abort. Um... <sighs> the the amount of pressure that just I can see. I know. I feel good right now. I, like I think we're five for five. Knock on wood. I almost. Don't think I should put one in. You have to. That's not how this works. You, you are part of to. the pub. We're only strong as our weakest link fits. Oh, man. But when your pick doesn't come in, we will come after you. <laughs> I'm looking at Dodgers I'm probably going to put two, two separate I'm looking bets. at Dodgers Padres. You're... I want to take the Dodgers over the Padres. That's the scariest bet ever. Oh, my that's God. That's so scary. I know. That's so scary, right? Like, <sighs> I don't Vito. feel good about that. <laughs> Matt gave you a safe uh, bet. Why don't you just take the safe oh, bet? Yeah, take Liverpool. Take Liverpool. They just okay. won yeah. the new. Okay, I just I could see them just oh screwing us. Okay, oh, Liverpool God. lock it in. Liverpool over Everton. Oh, <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. Moving forward, Fitz does not go last. <laughs> Oh my god! I just can't. Fitz has got to go first. I'm feeling feel really nervous about my pick. I'm gonna go Dodgers Padres, two of the top five teams in baseball. <laughs> oh, Evan, 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 oh, man! Oh Thank you. All right, random question. Let's get at this episode's been money. All right, what do we got? I got nothing. I think Devin or Jay, Jay Gray. Yeah, Jay oh, Gray and Matt are usually good athlete, for good Athlete, did you want to be while you were growing up? Oh. Mm. Athlete that you want to be. Or who did you want to be when you were growing up? It doesn't have to be an athlete. That's a great one. I, I got two answers. One really sappy. One maybe maybe good for the pub. Sappy, my dad. 
just yeah. we played collegiate soccer. Just him being my dad, like I w- my number one goal is to be a dad. Him coaching and all that stuff, being a teacher, following his footsteps, like that's my biggest role model in my life, hands down. It's my dad. Um, my my pub friendly answer, Chad Johnson, baby, Ocho Senior, give me the grill, let me flash on some people. Let's go. Those are some levels there. Some real, some real hard stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't headbutt anybody. It's okay. My name is Ash Ketchum. Uh, <laughs> Ash Ketchum. Hell yeah. I love it. I wanted to be Goku, so I can't even. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was my inspiration growing up. I just wanted to scream for 30 minutes and hope my hair changed colors. <laughs> Tim, over under 10 times you tried that. I tried it a lot when hey, I was a kid. Yeah. Dude, I was, I was a weird kid. I did it too. Uh, I was a weird one. <laughs> I can see you and Devin just. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I don't know where my scouter went. The scouter somewhere. Uh, I wanted to be a Formula One driver. Go figure. Yeah. Nothing like too exciting. Yeah. yeah. I wanted, I wanted to be. be uh, I keep getting. Uh, uh, I asked. You can go, Evan. Can we, I asked a question. Can we guess? Can we guess what Evans and Jay Gray's are? I mean, mine's. Sure. Like... I don't think you're gonna guess mine, though. I feel like Evans would be Jordy Nelson. Mm. <laughs> He's too old for Jordy. That'd yeah, be he like... was old. Nah, he was like, I was like, I be Brett Favre. I want to be Brett Favre. I had the the helmet and jersey kit, and I remember like as young as maybe kindergarten, first grade, put the helmet on, just be in the yard, just just winning Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream. I don't know who Jenny's would be. I don't think you'll guess it. Give us a hint. Right. Give us a, give us a sport. Uh, sport might be a little, maybe a little too easy, but I'll give you a hint. She is this, she spells her first name the same way I do. Which Jenny is unique. Finch. Yeah, I did want to be Jenny Finch. Oh. Nice. She's a softball player. And then I lost my thumb in a softball, well, my thumbnail in a softball game. It bled a lot. So that changed. <laughs> I lost my thumb. <laughs> yeah. But I did want to be her. And I always watch when she plays in like celebrity events. Mm, God, what an athlete. Mm-hmm. Dominant. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Sure. Mount Rushmore of dominant of athletes. athletes. For sure. Absolutely. Hey, great question, Jay. Great episode, pub. This is, can, can we do this again sometime soon? Just the full pub getting together. <laughs> this is sharing great. some beers, a lot of laughs, laughing at me. I'm here for it. Let's go. Uh, we'll catch you guys Saturday, 8.30. Zach Thomas, Raphael, hopefully some of these jokers join us as well for our college football kickoff pick'em show. Be coming live from, from Boone. Beer Tower, maybe it makes a parent. Who knows? Let's have one hell of a day, one hell of a week, and you guys stay blessed. Parker, where are you setting up? Uh, I think uh, right by the parking deck by the library. Where are you going to be? The, the church. I don't know. Right? We're, we're, figuring, we're figuring things church out. Street. All right. You let me know. Let's do it. Let's me, do it. Rusty, you, Dylan. Oh, let's go. Let's slam somebody through a table. <laughs> Please, God, don't let Rusty throw me. <laughs> Bye. Have a wonderful time. See ya. In a bit, go well.
That was everybody. Man, that just cool. feels right. We even got the J Gray hands and everything. God, wow, man. I think Fitz is the only person to reference to 2004 Pistons. 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 Wow. wow. Yeah, I was about to say, hold on. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. That brightened well, my evening. Well, I don't tie it in. I'm just going to go out and say it. Joey Chestnut has Aaron to be <laughs> I mean, Aaron Donald has to be How's <laughs> in September is like one of the hottest athletes in the world. <laughs> so, uh, so you want to talk about putting a team on your back. This that hound is so hot Larry right Burn now. Reincarnated. This man might get it done. That's not even close. Not man, I'm, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I'm clipping that. Georgia's second. Hey, Georgia also had Herschel Walker. Ten seconds. Well, great episode. We'll get Aaron Donlad on next week. Perfect. I'm sure if you just go on Instagram, there must be somebody called Aaron Donlad. <laughs> if not, we got to make one now. So, uh, good episode. And Miles Taggart. <laughs> oh, yeah.